Mishnah Vav, Yeshua ben Prachia v'nita Arbeli kibl mehem. Yeshua ben Prachia v'nita Arbeli got the Torah from the Yossis. Yeshua ben Prachia Omer, Yeshua ben Prachia says, Aseil Rav, make a rabbi, a teacher for yourself, and buy yourself a friend, and judge everybody favorably. So first, a little background on Yeshua ben Prachia. The Gemara in Saito Memzayin tells us, that he was a contemporary of Shimon ben Shetach. And at that time, Shimon ben Shetach's brother-in-law, Yanai, killed out all the Chachamim. He spared Shimon ben Shetach because it was his wife's brother. But Yeshua ben Prachia had to run away to Alexandria. And finally, when the coast was clear, Shimon ben Shetach sent for him. And on the way back, he was traveling back with his students, and they stayed at an inn, and the innkeeper who was a female, was very nice, and he complimented her to the Talmidim. He said, look how nice she is. And one of the students said, eh, she's not really that good looking. And this student was none other than Yeshua Naitri, again, who we assume to be Jesus. So Yeshua ben Prachia said, that's what you're dealing with? You were talking about her looks? So he excommunicated him. And the Gemara says, you always have to be careful who you excommunicate. And the lesson of the Gemara is, you should always, if you're pushing someone away, push him away with the left hand, but be of and bring him closer with the right hand. Because the Gemara continues that Yeshua Naitri continued to try and curry favor and return to Yeshua ben Prachia, and he didn't accept him. And one day Yeshua ben Prachia made up his mind he would accept him back, but he was saying Kriyashma, and he motioned to him, and the motion was misunderstood, and Yeshua Naitri went away and started his own religion. So the Gemara again Caution says the same thing about Elisha and Gechazi. Elisha had a servant, Gechazi, who went on the wrong path. And you always have to be careful how far you push somebody away. First statement, Asel Harav, is pretty self-explanatory. You should always have a Rebbe. The simple purpose for a Rebbe is you need someone to learn, to learn from, right? The hardest thing is to go figure out everything yourself. But you want to build off the knowledge base of your Rebbe. So someone who's amassed the knowledge and refined the knowledge Right, It's definitely a bit of a shortcut to gain all that knowledge. But furthermore, whenever you need objectivity, whenever you're dealing with a situation, if you think about it yourself, you're always subjective with your own situations. And therefore, you always want to have a Rav. you got to ask a Shiloh, you ask a Shiloh to the Rav. So you have a Rav, you have a Rebbe, you have a teacher, you have a mentor, it will always come in handy. Kajan Tzermagid explains this homiletically, that when you're feeling down, when you're feeling dejected, when you feel like you've sinned, Asel Harav, turn yourself into a Rebbe, right? Whenever you feel the weight of sins burdening upon you, convince yourself that you're a Rebbe. The Gemara tells a story, the Gemara Bar-Messiah tells a story that Reb Shimon Bar-Yechai had a grandson, right? His son was Reb Lazar Reb Shimon, and then he had a grandson, Reb Yesib Reb Lazar. And after Reb Lazar Reb Shimon's passing away, the grandson, Reb Shem grandson, was not in a good place. As a matter of fact, the Lashon of the Gemara is called Zaina Shiniskeris Ba'arva Saichrasa Bishmaina. Any prostitute who would be hired for four were hire him for eight. So he was not involved in good things. And Rebbe came to the city and wanted to be Mekarvim. So what Rebbe did was, the first thing he did was a Samche. He called him a Rebbe. He said, you're not Yaisi, you're Rebbe Yaisi. And from then on, he started learning with him and eventually turned into the great Shimon, to the point where eventually he reached the heights, the Baskal says, of his father and grandfather. He just didn't spend time in the cave. So the Kashan Tzamagya tells us 
that you, all, even in yourself, turn yourself into a Rebbe when you need to feel a little better about yourself spiritually. Buy for yourself a friend. The Arizal says, Ukine is from a Lushan of a Kolmas, a quill, that your writing should be your friend. You should always have a friend in Divrei Torah that you should, that you should always write your Divrei Torah down. A Pashib Shat, buy for yourself a friend is when it comes to love, we know the Lushan of Ava comes from the Lushan of Hav, to give. So you're, the more you're invested in something, the closer you are. Right when the Navi wants to reference an animal that is bereft of his children, that is the most angry. It says kedoyv shakul, like a mother bear. Right, the reason the mother bear is given is because the mother bear has to invest the most in raising her children because a child bear, a baby bear, is born at the smallest percentage of its eventual height. So the more investment you have, the more love. The more you give, the more you love. Right, we know the reason a parent loves his child is not because of what the child does for the parents, but it's because what the parent does for the child. So if you want to have a chavar, if you want to have a parallel relationship, kinei, you have to invest in it. You should judge everybody favorably. Now let's just think about this simply. Make for yourself a rav. Who's that for? That's for you. Buy yourself a friend. Who's that for? That's for you. So obviously, the parallel would be Havidanas to judge everybody favorably, not for them, but judge them favorably for you. It makes your life much better. There's uh, a famous saying called Hanlon's Razor. Hanlon's Razor is never attributed to malice that which could be adequately explained by stupidity. Right? Don't go around looking for the bad in other people. But even if it's not stupidity, whenever you can judge somebody favorably, try your best to do so. Think about the times when you've been judged unfavorably and how you know the truth to really be on your side. So you should give everybody else the benefit of the doubt. Really, it's a dindai raisabit, tzedek tishpaidami secha. You should judge your friend favorably. Now, this Vasemis points out, it doesn't say vavidanis kol adam, but kol ha'adam, the entirety of the person, right? The point is, like you can nitpick on one thing he did that maybe you're better than him at. But if you viewed his entire situation, what about the hundred things he's better than you at? Or what if you knew what he was going through, right? So the entirety of the person, you judge the kafschos. There is no way to not judge the person if you are judging the entirety of the person. And of course, why would we not judge someone favorably? The only thing would be some sort of issue we have with ourselves, right? A person who's very self-confident and he knows who he is, is not going to judge someone unfavorably. The Chayzimilublin adds that when you judge him favorably in Shemayim, they judge him favorably. And Reb Nachman says it even deeper that when you judge him favorably, you raise him up. When he sees himself being judged favorably in his eyes, right? So we ju- when we judge a person favorably, we raise the opinion of Bezin Shamala, but we raise the opinion of the person himself. And Rabbi Yeshua points out that if you you have to be done Hashem Lekavskos because of all he does for us. And the Balatanya points out the juxtaposition, with the first two clauses of the Mishnah, because if you don't judge someone favorably, you're not going to end up with a Rebbe and you're not going to end up with a friend, right? If you find something bad to say about everybody, you're going to find something bad to say about your Rebbe, you're going to find something bad to say about your friend. I just want to point out this Mishnah is dealing on three different levels. One is 
a level looking up to find a Rebbe. One is a level looking down when you're judging someone, but then there's the parallel level, and that's the friend. And where should you invest the most, right? It is obvious that you should invest more in a parallel relationship. Have a, right? The most transformative relationships are the parallel relationships, our friends, our spouses, they are able to reach us in a way nobody else can, right? That's you spend the most time with the people you surround yourself with, your spouse, your best friends, that's where you have to invest the most energy because that those parallel relationships can be the most transformative.